Now, the track manager of Spendthrift Park Australia is uh, Paul Downs, who joins us this morning. Must have a wide grin on his face, I reckon. Every track manager's delight would be mentioning Rail True and Good Four. Paul, you've, um, you've got the Daily Double today. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dan. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, yeah, no, the track's come up good four this morning. Vale's true, as you just said. Uh, Pentrometer was 5.44 this morning. So it puts us smack bang in the good four range. So it should hold there for the majority of the day, I would have thought. So it looked pretty spectacular on a, on a day like today. Where you haven't raced there for a while. When was the last meeting? Uh, we haven't raced here since June, Dan. So we've had a bit of a break. So, yeah, had the quarantine on during that period, but... Yes, no race meeting, so. Do you have any sort of track upgrades during that time or is it just simply reserved for the internationals over that time? Uh, no, just just uh, yeah, reserved for the internationals. Done a uh, re- little renovation and Verdi drained a few times and oversaw it with ryegrass and that was the extent of it. And uh, what about, I know you, you, you fix up the grass that's on the track, but what about uh, in the public area? Because you'll have uh, a few people trotting on that today. You might have to keep an eye on it. Ah uh, yes, yeah. No, we uh, put a fair amount of water on the uh, lawns to keep them uh, good earlier in the week, and then uh, we were fortunate enough to get 23 mils of, ir- of rainfall. So yeah, it should settle the dust, and yeah, it looks quite spectacular in there. There's plenty of marquees up, and yeah, nice. Uh, it's looking well. You mentioned the rainfall that that came. It was very hit and miss with the storms that came through during midweek. As a consequence of that, um, did uh, you not have to then uh, do self-irrigating around the track? Did you copped enough uh, rain, not, uh, enough uh, natural water? No, I put four mils on last night. Uh, I hadn't watered Wednesday. Uh, we didn't need to water Wednesday, Thursday or Friday night. So we just topped it up last night with four mils to um, hold it in that good four range. Well, it must be in pretty good nick, and you must be looking forward to today. Yes, there we are. Thanks, Dan. Well, well, good luck, mate. Look forward to seeing uh, your artistry on show throughout the course of Cup Day today at Werribee. Oh, thank you very much. Paul Downs there, track good and the weather's fine and the rail's true. Um, I'd say they're conditions that would suit Barry the Baptist. I get the feeling that Barry would go anywhere in any condition. As long as there's a cup up for offer, it seems only fair that Barry the Baptist would be there. And and what a ride it must give Paul Jones. Um, there'd be very few cups in Victoria that he hasn't been to, particularly with this horse. And Paul Jones, the trainer of Barry the Baptist, joins us on Sunday uh, Central this morning. Good morning, Paul. G'day, Dan. Gee, must have given you some, uh, what, A, wonderful thrills, but your geography of Victoria must be second to none. If we're going to have a trivia night about Victorian geography, you're the man to go to because I reckon Barry would have taken you there. Yeah, we've done a few miles with him and so have the owners. I've tracked all over the countryside following him around to the races, but we've had a ball doing it. Well, he's in another cup today, and he won a stall cup. I know he won an Apsley cup, but there was a bit of a gap um, before he won at Dunkeld last start. Um, but he'd run so many great races, and a lot of them in country cups during that period, and, of course, that uh, Vobus Gold race where he just got beaten by Muhammad Dias. Yeah, he, you know, even though he's sort of, there's been a gap between wins. He'd been racing quite consistently and quite well in some good races, you know, and he just was striking a lot of bad luck. And, you know, it was good to get the job done the other week. He had a nice draw and a good ride and 
you know, he was able to get the job done. So it was, you know, big relief from everybody. So when you have a look at the racing calendar, um, do you just have a look where the cup meetings are, first of all? Uh, yeah, with his rating sort of where he is now, he's a bit harder to place. You know, there's not, you know, when they're in the lower rating band, there's numerous races throughout the course of a week you know, that you get the opportunity to run him, but he's a bit sort of harder to place and the cups are just a good fit for him. You know, he often gets in better in the weights than he would in a ratings-based race and, you know, the prize money is usually pretty reasonable. So, you know, that's sort of one reason we've um, targeted them with him. Well, he's in the, the Werribee Cup today, which is race number seven at 4.55. It's it's a strong field. How do you think you'll measure up? Yeah, it is a step up in class for him from his previous run, but his run at the, in the Ararat Cup was pretty good, and some of those horses, you know, have come out and performed quite well, you know, up in grade. So, you know, if he gets a nice run, you know, he's got a good good weight, you know, I think he'll um, he'll perform well, given a nice run. The owners get to go out there today to, to celebrate, because I would have missed a few of his runs over the last uh couple of years and at Dunkel for memory there was no crowd there that day so they would have missed that as well wouldn't they? Yeah they did they've been champing at the bit you know to get back to the track so I'm sure they'll be out in force today and you know I'm sure if he's in the finish that everyone will know they're there. Yeah I, look he's a very popular horse eight years of age he's not far off having won half a million dollars so uh, I'm sure the owners will get out there and yourself and celebrate him regardless of where he finishes today, but we wish you the very best of luck. Yeah, good on you. Thanks very much, Dan. Paul Jones there, the trainer of uh, Barry the Baptist. He's very much a, a, a legend of uh, of the bush, Barry the Baptist. He's a bit closer to town today, but as I said, he did run second in Mahamadeus uh, earlier on in the year at uh, Caulfield. Simon Zara's, uh, well, he can enjoy the 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 day-to-day at Werribee because he's got runners in the first few races and then he can do whatever he wants to do after that. Uh, Simon, how's your week been in your transition to your own stables? Yeah, I've been, uh, it's been a busy couple of months, that's for sure, and uh, just sort of getting into the routine now of um, sort of separating the stables and been quite hectic and uh, but enjoying, enjoying the challenge. You've had a few runners this week, uh, and of course you've stepped out on your own. Your first runners were this week. You got close a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, a couple of good, nice runs. Bombers Kiss uh, actually took one, but um, uh, my money must have stopped it. And uh, Galactus run really well, and what Dirty Deeds Friday night was a terrific run off a slow tempo. So horses are going well. Just um, yeah, it'd be good just to get that one out of the way and then build from there. But um, yeah. No rush. Uh, I've got some nice runners today, and I think you know, they can run, run quite well. Well, if you've got a few other things to do today, whether it's with the family or private engagements, you get they've timed it well for you because your runners are in the first three races today. You wouldn't have been disappointed with that, would you? <laughs> Not at all, actually. It's well, well timed. Um, but uh, I've got, got a, a lot of owners going out on the lawn today, so I might uh, spend an hour out with them. As you mentioned before, uh, it's been it's been uh, quite boring the last couple of years with no owners there and, and no one going out to talk to. So um, even Corfield last Saturday, you know, there was the, the atmosphere was outstanding. Just brought brought everyone back together. It was a you know a real terrific feeling. 
Yeah, it certainly was a cool feel. It just had that ambience about it, that little buzz I think we've all grown up with on a racetrack, and it was nice to have that feel rather than that rent-a-crowd feel that we've <laughs> sort of seen and heard in different places around Australia in the last couple of months. Um, I think it'll be a delightful day there. You've got four runners. Two of them are in the first, Simon. We've got Duke of Hastings, who's the more fancied, and, and Miss Melanie. Yeah, Duke he's a, he's a, a nice horse. Obviously, you know, sort of, Starting to sort of figure it out, the penny slowly dropping with him, and but he's a nice horse probably for the future. But um, I thought his runner Geelong was really good. He got to the outside and, and just start, finally started to work it out, and hit the line. Um, looked like a, a nice warm race to go through it, and um, you know, stepping up to the two thousand. Hopefully he's ready for that. That's probably going to be the key. Look, it probably looks probably two, three only genuine chances in this, and I thought he could be pretty competitive. Okay, so of the two, he's the better chance, Duke of Hastings? Yeah, look, Miss Melanie's a bit disappointing the other day. Um, I thought she'd run a bit better than that. I thought her run at Kitan was really encouraging. She got off the heels and hit the line nicely. And the other night, they didn't probably run the suit either. She, when she sort of needed to get going, she w- wasn't able to. And then I think she lost a little bit of interest. So put the blinkers on her. She uh, went over the hurdles yesterday morning. And then, um, look, the 2000 being being a, son, a daughter of Polanski should suit her. So um, hopefully, you know, she can step up a bit today, but obviously Duke Hastings is a pick of them. You've got steak knives in the uh, second race. There's a number of scratchings in this race, so it reduces the field and may well improve the chances of this gelding. Yeah, look, his run to sure was pretty good. They went quick. Um, I thought he hit the line nicely. Um, the blinkers actually covered his eyes halfway up the straight, so he's probably done a, bit, a better job than what people would think. So, uh, he's only got so he was running forward. blind? Yeah, he was running blind at one stage, yeah. So um, it, was a, it was a pretty good run. Um, and we just sort of got him back to hit the line more than anything at Chatura. And stepping up to the mile, his work's been good. Um, he should, you know, the small field now, I thought he was probably our best chance of the day. Okay, and he's at $5.50 at the moment. Uh, you round out your four runners uh, with uh, Glamouring of Philly, who's at the $13 mark in race number three. Yeah, look, she's a, a, a nice filly. Um, showed, showed really good speed in a, a trial recently and then uh, just tried to hold her up a little bit the other day in the trial just so she's not too fresh. And uh, Look, she's got plenty of ability. This looks a very, very strong race. I thought, um, you know, sort of doing the form. Um, even knowing knowing uh, Matthew's two first starters have got a fair bit of ability, um, and obviously some big big stables got runners. So I thought it was a, a tough race, uh, but I thought she could she could run uh, particularly well off a, off a two nice jump out. Oh, well, you, you'd probably know uh, Maddie's uh, first starters there. One of them's a four dollar eighty chance with Damien Lane. Are you allowed to sort of say what you've seen of um, of Sarah Dwin previously before yeah, the look, last week? Yeah, it looks nice and really nice horse. But I think Perito Marino's got a, a fair bit of ability. Um, yeah, he, he's trialled up well. He's had a, a lot of education. Um, we've been really patient with him. He's had just immaturity problems, but he, he's a very nice horse. And uh, you know, off his two jump outs, so I thought he, he could run particularly well. You'd know those horses pretty well, you know, in a bit of a daze, walking around, saying hello to people. You don't accidentally walk into the stall where the, those two that you'd know, Petito, Marino and Seridwin are. I actually started clocking uh, some of our old horses. Matthew hasn't changed that up the other day. Started clocking one of our old horses the other day by mistake. So it's uh, just starting to get used to all that. But look, um, you know, these horses have been with us uh, from the start, so you sort of still know 
what you know where they're at, and both of those have jumped out really well. So I thought, uh, I thought Pluto Marino's a horse with a lot of upside. Well, it's $21, so there might be a lead in that. But, of course, you've got your own glamouring. And you mentioned steak knives might be your best out of your four runners. Yeah, definitely. He's had two runs back and uh, both been really encouraging runs. And, and just with those scratchings, he looks well in. Um, hopefully the blinkers fit a bit better today and uh, and he'll be a bit closer in the run. And uh, just shows that nice turn of foot, what he shows he's got at home. Hey, good luck today. hope that first win's on far away. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Simon Zara there with his four runners at Werribee on uh, Cup Day. Harry White's best bets today at uh, Werribee. He likes Midavani, race four, number six. So Harry White's best at uh, Werribee, race four, horse six, Midavani. And he's also keen on Smoke and Holly at Bensdale, which is race two, horse number eight. Uh, at Bensdale, Smoke and Holly. And... Uh, Pristine image is the best from Dean Lester today at Werribee Race 6, horse number 5. We'll take a short break. Trav Noonan will join us, and he'll run through his thoughts on both Werribee and... And welcome back to Sunday Central. It's time to look at the terrific program at uh, Spendthrift Park uh, Werribee. Uh, today it is Cup Day, and Trav Noonan joins us to look through the card. Uh, good four, good weather conditions. The rail is true, and it's a good card to boot. How are you, Trav? Yeah, good, thanks, Dan. It certainly is for Cup Day. I think the Werribee Cup's certainly... A- a good addition of the race with Group 1 winner Dark Dream at the top and WT, the prolific country cup horse you mentioned earlier today, Barry the Baptist, a former country racing Victoria horse of the year. So, And then the undercard, uh, rightfully, um, for a big cup day is quite competitive. So it's a good good day all round. Race number one is due at 20 past one. This is a 2,000-metre maiden. There are no changes, uh, no scratchings. Salto Angel is not going to be as short as she was uh, first up, but she is at two dollars fifty. Number eight, nine is Celtic Glory at three forty, and six emerging at three seventy. So there's not a lot between the top three in the market for the first. No, uh, I, I share sort of the same opinion with the market. I don't think there is too much between the three sort of horses in uh, the betting. I've gone the way of the six emerging, who really uh, jumped out of the ground once it got up in trip last start at Gosford. Went from 1,400 metres to 1,900 metres and ran a slashing second behind Daniloquin. That horse has come out and ran second at Newcastle. The third horse conference was an easy winner at Gosford, so the form out of the race is quite strong. And I think the key to this horse is just getting on tracks that aren't rain-affected. Up in trip now, third third start for the James Cummings yard. I think it'll be hard to beat at 2,000 metres. Surprised it's actually not the favourite. Six emerging off last start. Uh, eight, Salto Angel. Of course, she's a very talented galloper on her day. Uh, she's run second in a VRC Oaks, second in a VRC St. Ledger. Um, she just can't win one. Uh, first up, I thought she was just plain at Ballarat, but she's been given time between runs up to 2,000 metres. Obviously, a big tick, and Damien Lane in the saddle, who knows her well. Uh, nine Celtic Glory, nothing wrong with its last start effort at Mooney Valley behind Burning Power and Bring the Stars. Uh, certainly has to be around the mark given its recent racing and the, the staying at 2,000 metres is a big tick for that horse. And then three, Reforestation, who's probably looking for 2,000 as well, uh, but a big gap back probably to him. Six, eight, nine, three in the first. Six, eight, nine, and three, race number one. Trav Noon in previewing the program at uh, Werribee today in race number two. 
the scratchings are 3, 4, 10, 11, 12 and 13. Um, smallish field, but there's not a lot from top to bottom. The favourite is Catskill number seven at three ten, just ahead of six Carlisle at three thirty. But the outsider of the field at the moment's only twelve dollars. Number two, Kiev Prince. Yeah, it does look at a sort of competitive race. I'm happy to be though with Carlisle on top for Jared Fry and John Maloney. They're a very uh, potent combination when they link up together. They've profit on turnover this season's well past the twenty percent range and. Um, happy to be with this horse, Carlisle, who was really good at Geelong. I thought last start when getting to the 15.40 was back last there and made a searching run to finish fourth. I think the step up, just that extra sort of uh, 60 metres to the mile is going to really suit. And I think from the gate, they can be a little bit more positive with this galloping than what they've been sort of at his last couple. So with the six Carlisle on top, had to be buoyed by the confidence of Simon Zarr around the nine stake knives earlier with you, Dan. I thought, um, mm. yeah, no- noting that the horse couldn't see much in the home straight at Tatura was definitely some good information. I thought his run was really good there. And at Kitan, step up to the mile for him looks really good. He's the son of Zachinto out of a Yemen and Vital mare. So you think he will just get better as the trips get longer. Uh, seven, Cat Skill, there's no real knock on his form. I just think he's a little short at the price given... He's got barrier one, and he's not a horse who has a lot of early gate speed. I think he could land in a little bit of an awkward position, but he's got the right man to sort of navigate that And Johnny Allen. Thought his run at Donald over 13.50 was certainly good last start. And then the five, Badis, who's jumped out reasonably going into its debut run, 6.975 in the second. 6.975 in race number two. The third event, scratch two and 11 uh, at Werribee. And the favourite is at 350, number five, Media Empire, ahead of nine, uh, Shalon Princess at $3.80. And the first start of Seridwin at 480. Of course, Simon Zara's got glamouring in the race, but he's also had a bit to do with uh, those debutants in Petito, uh, Perito Marino and uh, Seridwin. Yeah, there's a couple of smart debutants, I think, in this race, but I'm going with the race horse here in Media Empire. It comes back gelded for the Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. stable. He's had a couple jump-outs out in the Western District, most notably recently at Penshurst. Uh, he showed a bit of ability in his debut preparation, but he's still a bit green to racing. I think now with the gelding, a couple of strong jump-outs, easier read to win first up from Barrier 1. I expect him to lead. And I'd be thinking he's pretty hard to beat here, Media Empire, the five. No knocks on the nine, Shalon Princess out of the Flying Ben and J.D. Hayes stable. This horse has trialled nicely at Wodonga and then was put out for a spell. Jump out to Flemington this time in. have indicated she's got plenty of ability. Uh, three, Kingsley, who's disappointing on debut at Mornington, but was well in the market. And trials and jump outs leading into that were quite good, and they've Put on some interesting gear changes, crossover noseband and tongue tie. So I just wonder whether he's too fierce last start. They're trying to get him to settle here. Eight, Seridwin uh, is another one who's certainly showed plenty of ability at the jump outs and the indication with Damien Lane getting booked for that male to Allerton runner is that that's the better of the pair. Um, but yeah, certainly it can run well. Five, nine, three and eight in the third. Five. Nine, three, and eight from Trav Noon and Werribee, race number four. And the scratchings here are two, seven, and eight. And it's game to love at $2.20, the favourite. 
Yeah, games will love certainly a good run on debut at Kilmore when led them up there and was gunned down late by along the river. I do think she's a little short though at the price up against a horse called Tokoyo who um, has got a strong starting price profile, started favourite at both of her runs in the winter on the synthetic tracks and has come back this preparation for the Ma Eustace stable and jumped out well in the Western Districts. I think a turf track could really see the best of this filly and John Allen being booked for the first up run. I just thought the discrepancy between her and Game to Love in the market's too big. So happy to be with the 10 to Koyo to beat the 4 Game to Love and it really nothing to knock from her first up start. Um, she'll certainly improve on that and she'll be up on speed and be hard to beat. Uh, 9, Shalili has shown plenty at the jump outs as well from the O'Brien stable. You'd think she'll be a, a horse who will break her maiden pretty quickly and the six, Minovani, has come in for plenty of market support early on. I, I called the trial at Molly. I wasn't taken by it as much as probably the market is, but have to respect that re- support from a stable that's going really well in the Hugland camp. Ten, four, nine, six in the fourth. Ten, four, nine, and six, race number four. Race number five, the scratchings are two, nine, and ten, first leg of the main quaddy, and it's Rogers Day in, in another pretty open race. It's a small field, but three seventy the favourite. The outside is at fourteen dollars, so it seems like everything's got a chance here. Yeah, uh, this is a very competitive race indeed, Dan. I think Miss Gobkane though is a horse who can certainly improve second up. I think she just needed the run first up at Kilmore at fourteen hundred and fifty. She sort of sat on the leader's back and just tied a little bit over the last two hundred. Um, form last campaign was really strong. She beat our Guardian Angel and Wise Council at 1,600 metres in a Class 1 at Pakenham, uh, which reads really well, and then was sort of only you know, five lengths off the likes of Tai Chi Goddess, Equimenical, um, Media Award Personal, and some of those Phillies races in South Australia, a group company. So happy to be with her, Miss Gob Kane, here at Nietzsche Price from Seven Rogers Day. Now, the big change for him last start was going forward. He'd been going back in his races recently and they put him up on top of the speed and it really worked. He bolted in at Tatura. He holds that form. He's going to be hard to beat. Six better tomorrow is a horse on the up. Uh, bumped into Jimmy the Bear two starts ago and then one at a Chuka in dominant fashion on Melbourne Cup Day. Has had a, a bit of a gap between runs though. And four Mac one I thought was probably the, the best of uh, Bonamassa and Toosby in that Kilmore race last start. Five, seven, six, four in race number five. Five, seven, six, and four in the fifth event. Race number six, scratch one in seven. Uh, Trav, pristine images at two dollars forty. Favourite ahead of two. Think winning at three seventy. Yeah, interesting that Dean Lester's made this his best of the day. Pristine image. I I couldn't come with him. I thought he's a bit short, given he's sort of been racing in benchmark fifty-eight level at Hamilton. Um, he seems a bit of a Hamilton specialist, this guy, and I thought this is a bit trickier than what he's been facing. He does get the services of Linda Meach, though, which you have to respect. I thought the horse here at, at uh, over the odds is the nine slide corner. Um, he's come back this campaign, I think, a better horse. He jumped out leading into his first up performance were really sharp, and then he went to a trip that he hadn't seen before at 1,200 metres, and he was just outsped. He got a long way back, but he actually he ran some really strong sectionals to the line. The second horse there, Blaze Zero, of course, came out and ran second in the Sound Down Guinea, so I think it's a pretty strong form line. And happy to be with him here at a each-way price, nine-slide corner. 
No knock on the two, think winning, who's got a very good sort of record. I thought his run last time at Mornington, he probably just didn't run out in the mile. Back to 1,400 metres is a big tick for him. Uh, Luke Nolan going in the saddle, another positive with the way he's going. Uh, five pristine image, as I, as I said, I just think he's a little bit short of the price, but he's a winning chance. And 10, Helene's error is racing well. Nine, two, five, ten. Nine two five ten in your top picks like corners at six dollars fixed odds. Race number seven's the cup. The scratching is number nine single handed. Uh, one is Dark Dream eleven dollars. Two WT four twenty three. Ross Rapovich at seventeen. Four Blenheim Palace at twenty three dollars. Five Bartholomew Diaz at three sixty. Favorite six Star Caster at three dollars ten. Seven Barry the Baptist at nine fifty. Eight Indiana Lily fourteen dollars. And ten Converging is at fifty one dollars. Trav. Yeah, I think it's a good addition to the Tab Werribee Cup for $125,000. They, they must be pretty happy with the field they've got. I'm going to take a horse here on trust in the One Dark Dream. Um, he was disappointing last time at Kitan, but he could put down that to the, the really uh, wet conditions. The run prior in the Mowie Cup I thought was terrific behind Godelin. Bettingheim, good idea. Uh, I think he's been purposely set for this race. The blinkers go back on. Luke Nolan gets a good run from Barrier 2. Just think at $11, this is probably a good, a good chance to uh, be within the one dark dream. To beat the 2WT, he's ran second in this race before. Thought he's running the Ballarat Cup coming from a long way back was really good. Only sort of beaten three and a half by Zaydani. That's proper form for this. Seven Barry the Baptist, such an underrated galloper. He just puts himself up on top of the speed. He's very honest. He'll run well for you. And then the five, Bartholomew Deus, who, again, was a reasonable run in the Ballarat Cup, probably better suited in a smaller field, and the you know with Starcaster running along as well. So one, two, seven, five. I thought Starcaster a little bit short, considering um, his last start failure in the Mooney Valley Cup and just the gap between runs, but he's certainly a winning chance. One, two, seven, five in the Werribee Cup. So Dark Dream at $11. Um, he got beaten... 37 lengths last start. He was uh, he was in Wood End. He was that far away. Uh, but it, that race was running terrible conditions. Uh, you just got to forget it, don't you? Yeah, 100%. That's why you're getting $11. I think if you, he was coming in here off the Mowie Cup run, he, he's much closer to favourite. So just forgive last start and hopefully he can bounce back. Last event on the card, biggest field of the day. The scratchings are 9, 10, 16 and 17. And 14, Dan Ostar is at 4.20 uh, from the May Eustace camp. It's the favourite. Obviously, it's an open race. Yeah, it is. I think I'm going to lean, though, the way here of the three-year-olds with the most upside, Danu Star and also the Allerton runner, Crystal Vane. Just went Danu Star on top of Crystal Vane because I think he's probably a horse who can put himself further into the race. Uh, from barrier two, he's probably a good chance of maybe leading. He showed plenty of speed in his jump outs leading in here. And I really like the way he ended the preparation last time with a strong win at Warwicknerbill. Certainly, I think he'll take a fair bit of beating here, the 14 Danu star. 12 Crystal Vane, I think, is a horse who'll be sort of a metro competitive horse in the summer for sure. Uh, his first up run, he ran second to a horse called Rock Artist, who's quite a handy galloper from the Ken and Casey Keys yard. And then... Got the win at Cranbourne. Again, he's come back in good order. Jump out to being strong. Damien Lane booked for the ride. I think they're the two key chances. 15 sensational reward. Was strong last start at Terrain. Gets Luke Curry back in the saddle. Uh, maps for a good run. Has to be respected. And 5 El Salto hasn't had a lot of luck at uh, Metropolitan level. His last two 
that was flying before then. I think he can sort of bounce back to run a good race here. 14, 12, 15, 5 in the last. 14, 12, 15 and 5 in the last of 8 at Werribee. OK, Trav, now your best bets and plays of the day. Now, our best bet, race 2, number 6, Carlisle. I think getting the mile for John Maloney and Jared Fry is well placed. The next best race, 8, number 14, Danu Star. First up for the Mar Eustace Stable. I think he can jump up on top of the bunny and be hard to beat. Value, race seven, number one, Dark Dream in the Cup. Just forgive last start, and he's probably too big a price. The Quaddy, race five, four, five, six, and seven. Race six, two, five, nine. Race seven, we'll, in the Cup, we'll take five numbers. One, two, three, five, seven. In the last, we'll just come home with 12 and 14.